welcome back to another episode of Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Sid. And I'm Julia. And this week's title is, What's Your Kink? What episode number is this? Number 16. Sweet 16. So we should have done like a Sweet 16 themed. We, we should have. Yeah, we should have. We should have got dresses and horses. Right off, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. We would have fought because Sweet 16. Remember that show? And they were like bridezillas, but. Yeah, the way you said thought, though, is like picturing war. It was, it was like, war. Like, Sometimes. <laughs> when things may go their way. Yeah. Did you ever watch like the gypsy one? Were, like, like specifically? Yeah, it was like doing like gypsy. I don't remember. Sweet 16. Yeah, that was fucked up. I've seen a lot of them, but it's been a long time ago. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Oh, so today we are talking a little bit, just a tiny bit, because there's so much out there, but the history of brothels. Oh. Yeah, so I thought we would do more of a fun episode, although some things are, you know, obviously not so fun about brothels, but I thought... I don't know. It would be interesting, and I don't really know why it popped into my brain, but it just did, and I thought it would be an interesting topic to research. I remember it was not Sweet Sixteen. It was My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. That makes my big fat American Gypsy Wedding. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Okay. Um, I am so thrown. (laughs) I thought he was going to look it up. Well, all right. I need to backtrack here. So this is our 16th episode. It's about a glimpse into the history of brothels. That's where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to get back in that headspace because you're throwing me all over the place. Okay, we're back. I'm focused. Hyper focused. All right, moving on. So... I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter because I was getting all over the place when I was researching this because brothels are everywhere throughout time and space and the universe. Even now? There are brothels out on Mars. I've seen them. You've seen them? Mm-hmm. They're cheap. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheap when you get there? It's very expensive to get there but because the of the spaceship and everything yeah, and, like, yeah. the astronaut suit and all the years spent, like, just frozen while your family all dies. But you get to go see this brothel and experience it. Yeah. I think I hear they're mostly great. They take USD? No, only Bitcoin. Oh. Yes. They're very Did you see your Twitter change to X? I saw that. Yeah. Or is it 10? Which is it? I feel like it's X just because of this, like, I don't like all this kids X and thing. Yeah. No, I was mostly joking. I assume But it's you X. did make me second guess. But it. I was like, well, maybe it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Ten. X. And I bet you if you ask him, he's just going to give you some kind of vague answer that doesn't answer it. Because he loves the idea of people just not knowing and trying to guess it. Because there's so much attention. True. Anyway, I'm getting right off topic. I, I pulled you off topic on that one. Again, I feel like roadkill at this point. Okay. Anyway, because there's so much out there, there's brothels and then there's like sex work in general, which goes, it branches out to so many different things that are really, really interesting. 
So I try to keep it mostly to brothel specific and not get too much into the general sex work ideas. But like you said earlier, this might be um, kind of under like a sub-label of one of our episodes, right? So It could be. Maybe that's the way we'll go. Right now you're focusing on brothels, mm-hmm. but because there's more, maybe it'll be... Yeah. If you guys like it and want to hear yeah. more about something like that, there's way more out there that if I feel the need to take another deep dive, I will. But it's probably better just focusing on like one thing. Yes. Yeah. Because it could get just too messy. <laughs> Gross. There eh? might be... I. This is what the topic's going to be. Okay, I can't help my jokes. I'm gonna stop accidentally scrolling. Stop scrolling. I only made it to the second photo. The second photo has made it. You're messing with my presentation. I do that all the time. Okay, I am being dialogue interruptions today. No, it's okay. Alright. (laughs) Now I gotta figure out where I was again. What do you mean? You're sticking to just brothels today. No, I know. I, on my screen, I had to scroll a little bit because you kept interrupting me. Okay. Anyway, so I am going to be using the term sex work and prostitution. I know some people don't really like to say prostitution, you know, prostitutes, mm-hmm. but like, I'm gonna. I don't think it's that bad at all. I think it's fine. I'm going to use it interchangeably. It was in a lot of the research. Honestly, I, I just didn't feel like go back and read. Go I'm not going to see you. Thank you. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of saying really, right? What's the sex work with the tradition of it? Is it it's all the same. It's yeah, just, it's it just seems like people just make jokes and don't I don't know if there's a like reason why we are unprofessionals. Like yes. And that's why that is in our you know, we got asked the other day and this is off topic but it goes back to this. We got asked okay. the other day why are you guys saying you're unprofessionals? You're professionals. Oh, yeah. We are professionals in our Careers outside of this podcast. I don't know if I'd say professional. But you yes, can. some people might say, you know, as a job, that's your profession. But this is, re- like, we are doing research on things that we do not want people coming back. I mean, that's not why we're called it. But, like, mm-hmm. you can't come at us and being like, well, you guys aren't, you know, philosophers. We're just covering investigators. Our we're just unprofessionals. This is just, like, our hobby. Yeah. So... Don't come at us when we're saying the wrong mm-hmm. stuff. It's, you can correct us and email us if you want. But it's also in the name, so you came here and you got... You know what to expect. Yes. That's all I'm saying. So you use sex worker or prostitute. I'm using both. Want. There we go. It's intermittent throughout my whole document, so... <laughs> <laughs> you and your brother. You fucking have it, people. <laughs> there you go. Straight from Julia. Okay. <laughs> so... Whenever you think of brothels, you, Julia, and our dear listeners, what do you picture? What do you smell? What do you hear? You know, not to, and I don't mean like putting your mind in the gutter at all, but I, what do you experience when you walk I into picture a the stereotypical, like, everybody in their, like, 17th century clothing, <laughs> if not longer before that. So I'm, like, ranging from, like, Game of Thrones era. Okay. To like females like that seventeenth, eighteenth century. It stops there. I don't know. I just think it's because of the shows that I watch. Yeah. And like you got the lady pimp and like her big old gown and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, oh, they're probably like the dirty ones and you know, they've been 
this is something they've been worked a lot, you know, in the days and the time. People are all messy, but they're witty and they're smart. Mm-hmm. And it stinks like shit because these old stinky men don't shower. No. Yeah. Okay. That really painted the picture. But and I love also, it. I'm not, I don't think it's like heterosexual either. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these shows that I watch, it is like, I mean, I'm thinking orgy too mm-hmm. in some rooms. Mix of people, and they yes. would just be like, yeah. So, I think part of the reason I also wanted to research this is because when I think about them, my view is a little bit different. It's a little bit more modern, also. Okay. I would picture more maybe twenties era. Okay, yeah, ish. I see that. So I feel like they're classy and they're sexy and they have like maybe jazz music or some other kind of hypnotizing, mm-hmm. hypnotizing music yeah. going on. And like performances, like acrobats, or you know, acrobatic stuff, not okay. like flying around, but you know, doing whatever it is that they do, the bendy thingies. Yeah, yeah, but like when the, like the curtains behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's drinks. Well, depending on the time, there was drinks and dancing and like really cool art, and everyone's really attractive. Like no one's diseased. No one's there against their will. Everyone who's there wants to be there kind of thing. Yeah. I glorify it a little bit in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's because the Because of the movies, probably. Some movies. Yeah. Some are so, yeah, trying to be more I feel realistic. like a lot of them just, like, survive or don't survive. Mm-hmm. And so I think of it as, like, and they want to be there, but they, like, are forced to be there in yeah. a sense because they think that's all they can do. So, yeah, I'm glad that I mm-hmm. used differ and i don't know i don't know why i feel like that when i picture it because i don't even know whether where that would come from really i i'm pretty i feel like did you watch shadow and bone on netflix i did okay i think that's where mine because that was like one of the most recent of like certain aesthetics that i'm going back to mm-hmm. but when amita who's like or not amita I'm looking at the actress name. But Amita Suman played Inej. Oh, yes. Who worked in, like, the brothel. Yes. But, like, that, I think that, like... I was trying to remember, picture. like, what brothel there was for some reason. But Inej worked, yeah. yeah. She was she owned. Was. That was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler. No, no it's, like, right it's away. A while, too. But also, it's, oh, it is, it's, it's the beginning. beginning. It's the beginning. That's why I didn't remember it, because yeah. I just remember her being a badass the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good show, though. Oh, great show. Yeah, I really like that show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of, I don't know, in my head, picture them like a really fun, cool place to be. And I'm like, do I want to work at a brothel? Is that what I want to do deep down? I always feel like I would be like the bartender, like the barmaid. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Where I know the very rich guys, secrets of observing everything, but like, true, not gonna fucking let anybody touch me, right? I don't know, but then I also like to make money, so like, if the bartender's not making enough money, you know, I'm going and like, it's like, and again, I said in my head, everyone's really attractive, like, everyone's already sexy and they're wealthy, so like, oh, okay, you have a very different, yeah, I have really high standards. Yeah, our brothels are so opposite. Yeah. See, I kind of very wanna, luxe and yeah. luxury. I kind of want to hang out there. 
once in a while. Yeah, I mean, if we open a brothel, Your everybody would want to hang out. Should we open a brothel? Yeah. We should do it like a day and night. So usually it'll be day and then maybe night. Yes. Mm. There you go. And not saying that they're open day and night. That's just like the house. Mm-hmm. Well, you know where we can go and do that? Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go to like Amsterdam. We can go to Amsterdam. <laughs> That'd be way cooler than Nevada. I'm just saying, if you're looking Reach locally, for the stars, we can go. Yeah, if you're looking locally though, that's the only state that's legal. So that was just kind of my segue back into. Oh, artists, but yeah, I'm excited about this episode. It's gonna be good. So that's your segment back, segue back. Sort of, yeah. It was later in the episode, but bring us back because we're listening. Yeah. Cool. I've never been in Nevada. I've never been. It's why it has. Yeah. This is fucking hot. Did he go into brothels? <laughs> no, you better ask him. He just. I think he was. Maybe he was eighteen. I'm not really sure, but he got a edible like chocolate candy bar. Someone got for him. And I'm pretty sure you can eat all chocolate candy, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean. And they were like, just eat like a little piece of it. And he ate the whole thing. And he was just like derped out walking Uh-oh. like in 120 degrees. Oh, it was fascinating. It didn't go very well. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that does not sound fun. You said it was for his birthday? No, it was oh, like it was a family vacation. Oh, okay. He was just really young though. I think he might have been 18. I don't know. Maybe he was so young. I know. That's 10 years ago for me. Thanks for laughing. never know how old I am. Dude, I yeah. like thinking, because before I was like, I never moved from 25, but now that I've like accepted that I moved mm-hmm. from 25, I keep thinking I'm 28 or 29, and I'm not even fucking 27 <laughs> yet, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be 29 in a couple months. Yeah. I am excited for 30, though. I won't lie. This I is 30. Is. Did you watch that? Nope. Did you watch This is 40? Nope. I don't think. I don't think so. They're not new, right? The this is forty was new. Is there like one person? Wait, no. This is forty was in twelve, two thousand twelve. Did they just do this? Is fifty? What did I just watch? What did I just watch? This is thirty. Why aren't movies coming up? Etsy's coming up. Oh, because Judd. Sure it's Judd Apatow. I don't know. It's what you're the sequel. Now. This is fifty is coming out, but. To remind myself about it, I watched This Is 40 again. Oh, dear Lord. Let me see. This is going to be a long episode. It's it's supposed to hit the one hour mark, so I'll just talk fast through the rest of it. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It looks like a familiar cast. That's in every every other movie, so Maybe. I don't... Oh, sure. Anyway, getting back to it. Let's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Good. I picture brothels pretty fun, pretty cool. Place I'd probably own or work, but I know like that's not gonna get hate mail. Well, I know that that's really not how it is. Yeah, but I glorify it in my brain because mm-hmm. society. It makes you feel better. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I some of them could be. Possibly. I think I probably worked in one in the past life. I definitely did. Like, and it was pirates. like a really nice one. And then you must have had a really bad experience. You probably died in yours. Or got a disease and died. Jesus Christ. I married I rich. I met my husband at the brothel and married him rich. So. Different experiences. 
so I survived. <laughs> you thrived. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to get like. I feel like you sabotaged me in this life, like in that life. You're like I'm. I just sabotaged you all the time. Yeah, I'm taking you lover. <laughs> I'm thriving, and you are gonna jump on this ship with Jack Sparrow and. Oh, Jack Sparrow, him. though. Yeah. Young Jack Sparrow. I'm not back. We go. Okay, so let's get like this like boring and not so fun part out of the way. We're gonna talk about the kind of crimes that occur at brothels. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what happens. Not in mine, but in others. Probably yours. A lot of these crimes probably happen. Probably. So, let's just start at the beginning. The first main crime is prostitution in general. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I'm even guilty of that too. We're in Nevada. Except because mine was in Nevada. Mine was not. No, it'd be in Amsterdam. (laughs) But anyway. Obviously, prostitution's not legal everywhere, so that is, like, going to be your first crime that you commit if you open a brothel. Something awful that does happen there is human trafficking. So brothels can be hubs for human trafficking where individuals are coerced or forced into prostitution against their will, and it's really terrible. Yeah, you're describing my thought from brothels. Yeah, this is... What you already knew, and this is why deny, deny, refuse to see. Deny, deny, deny. So, another one we have is drug offenses. So, in some brothels, illegal drugs may be bought, sold, used, leading to drug-related crimes, deaths, other risks. Behind the beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, How else would you get laid, dude? I guess. Mine would just, I mean, like, that's just not my experience, okay? Ours were just fun, and for fun, and everyone shared, and everything was free, so. Yeah, even the line of the kid cocaine that you did Mm -hmm. in yours, yeah. That was so drugs, that's still a crime. Yeah, but, like, everyone was, like, cool with it, so. Okay. I feel like I need, like, a colonial outfit, <laughs> but it's not a colonial, like, I don't know what I'm thinking <laughs> so much in my head right now. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, assault and violence, of course. There's going to be some shitheads out there that are violent. Yeah. And they physically abuse or sexually assault the workers, which some people are like, well, sexually assault, that's, they're literally there for sexual service. How is it assaulting them? But, like, it's... You know when you're assaulting and not. So when I say that, I'm obviously referring to, you know, clients being aggressive and, you know, taking advantage and when someone's not ready. So, you know, okay. that's near limit by that. So that really sucks. And of course, fights would break out. So you have that. Um, we also have some underage prostitution. Some brothels have been involved in the exploitation of minors, engaging in the illegal practice of underage prostitution. So, also not cool. I don't really know what else to say on that. Other than I don't know, like today, if you're seeing a ton of this or not. The crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't definitely. get stats, but I bet you it's worse than we can imagine. Worse than because we don't see any of it, probably. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into the stats because I wanted to not have a really sad episode this time. <laughs> but I came across that, and that's why I'm like, shit. 
Yeah. I can go in so many different directions with this episode. I respect the way you went. So I didn't. But that's why I might look into more in the future. But obviously if I look into human trafficking or underage prostitution, I'm not going to name it this title. Yeah. I'll come up with a new one. Obviously. More respectfully. So. Anyway. We also have money laundering. Obviously brothels can be used as... Although brothels... Well... They're illegal, so how do you I know. But I guess you could, there could be a front to the brothel to also washing it through the brothel. Right. Maybe Uh, they need it, like, the opposite way, but, or, you know, at a time and place that it is legal and it is still. How many, uh, is it illegal, is it illegal in a lot of countries? Like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many other countries other than mm-hmm. Amsterdam and then obviously the U.S. Like, and Nevada state? Yeah, there's Germany. Okay. Netherlands. So Germany, Netherlands. Oh, Canada. New Zealand, Bangladesh, Australia, Denmark, France, Austria. There's more than I thought. No, I don't know why I didn't add this into my document. It's okay. I was but just... I think because I was focusing, focusing on something mm-hmm. else. But I don't know if that's all brothels either. I didn't. I just looked prostitution. So let me see if. Uh, well, that I, that's what I was gonna say. You, were, we were saying about, um. For money laundering. Mm-hmm. But, who? Because it's legal in certain countries. Like where you got that. Read that statistic or quote, it would it could be different. Like it could be used as a front. In Germany and Austria or whatever, to launder money. Or in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going with it. Like, we were, just, we were just looking at it from the United States' point of view. Right. Of like, how could you launder with a brothel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still, like, more states than I thought. Oh, really? There's quite a few. Than just Nevada? Oh. Did I say states? Yeah. Countries. Oh, Okay. No, Nevada great. is the only state. I knew that. I didn't look a whole lot. Well, because, like I said, there's just so much out there that yeah, no, there's so much I to go into. Yeah, I wasn't calling you out for that. I was oh, more just calling you out, you guys. I, I was more looking at she's it like, from... shit, <clears throat> you do your fucking research. No, I was more looking at it from the laundering money aspect. Yeah. Which makes more sense now why they're used as money laundering. Mm-hmm. And that's not all. Segue back. Public order offenses. So I said that really weird. Public order offenses. So issues related to public order, such as noise complaints, public disturbances, or traffic congestion can arise around brothels, which you'll see a lot of that currently in Amsterdam. So we'll talk a little bit about that because places like this just become big tourist attractions Hmm. where it's legal. So So they're, they're... So it's going to cause a lot of, mainly traffic congestion, people everywhere, and the noise. So Those are the kinds of crimes that can occur in brothels, except for Sydney's, because her brothel is really cool, and everyone wants to be there, and gets paid really well, and it's fun and nice. And it's not sex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Commercialized sex work and the history of brothels date back thousands of years, and it's challenging to kind of pinpoint the exact date of the first establishment. It's happening all over the world. I feel like since the beginning it's, of time. Yes. It's always been there. So, it is known as the world's oldest profession. What? Yes. Along with, like, farmers. And yeah, I mean, that makes like sense. That. But, yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out why I feel the way I feel in my like head about them. Happy? Yeah. Yeah, you look pleased. Yeah. I'm not not happy about it. I mean, I like brothels. Usually, I'm pretty pessimistic, so I don't know why I'm being so like. I like them. That's fine. Why is my my head so classy and legit? I don't know. I actually like the dirtier version, anyways. Yeah, it checks. <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, yours is, like, dark and gloomy. It's like, it described that, but I didn't think it that way. Like, I was yeah. rather excited. I feel like I would have worked in one of those. No, I could tell that you were, like, about it. And, yeah, we just came from two different cloths. I suppose. That's the problem. Or maybe it's just, it happens with time. Now I want more. My standards are higher. But at 26, I was, like... My shit, this is a shithole for me, and I only work in this okay. really crappy, dumpy brothel. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> so, brothels can go by many different names, but my favorites are brothels, bordellos, and cat houses. Meow. Yep, I'm glad you did it, because I was going to do it. If you didn't, but I'm like, would that be weird if I meowed? <laughs> Salem, cute. That was me again, guys. That was. You're so good. <laughs> she sounds just like him. Leo's like, he's like, what are you saying? Why do you keep saying fish? My aunts look at me and they like when I talk. Salem does usually, but. All right. Oh, oh that's 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 me. Meow. It's right there. Salem. Meow. Give me a little sound, but Mike might not. He does what uh, Rowell just said in the hall. <laughs> I can't mimic. Anyway, we're probably not going to cut this out either. Fuck no. No? I learned that the last day of classes I was Exactly. <laughs> no, honestly. And it saves everybody time. We weren't professionals. Like, okay, so cat here. houses. <laughs> so yeah, they call them cat houses, bordellos. I like bordellos. Yeah, bordellos. I feel like I would have worked in a bordello. No, I would have worked in a broth house. I, <laughs> a broth house? Get all that meat and make a stew. What? A broth house. Oh my. You guys, she has jokes. She thinks she has jokes. No one else knew. When I was young, though, I did think, like, not something. Brothel reminds me of broth. Hmm. I didn't think about brothels when I was young. Did you work in a brothel when you were young? That's fucked up. You shouldn't make a joke about that shit. Underage prostitution is a real thing. I know. (laughs) <laughs> Me triggering. I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't make a joke about that. No. No, it is a real thing. And I did not. But, like, I watched fucking TV. Pirates of privileged the, bitch. Pirates of the Caribbean, like, come on. Damn. No Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Moving on. I've said that 20 times now. What was that? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out here. 
Is he what animal? Was it you? No, I think he might have like hit that door or something. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So a reason for the fascination with prostitution in ancient times was because women's bodies were viewed as more wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot I was telling you like the other names for brothels. And I forgot to finish my sentence because we got off topic. Anyway, so brothels have existed in various forms across different cultures and civilizations throughout history. A reason for the fascination with prostitution in ancient times was because women's bodies were viewed as more sexually desired than men's. Okay. I'm Duh. So kind of. I feel like the same. Duh. But it's mostly because of potential fertility. That's the main reason. Meaning, like, breed with us. Yes. Oh, okay. I know. That's a natural instinct, though. I know. Like, when we, if we get into that, that people can all stay animals. Mm-hmm. I want to help. Yeah. Instincts. Have you ever seen the ducks bees? Huh. Someone made me look at this the other day. Don't worry, keep going. I'll put it in the drive. Oh, good. I'll watch it later. It's just pictures. I'll look at it later. (laughs) Okay. So, I am going to talk a little bit about brothels in ancient times, but again, this doesn't even cover nearly everything that occurred in ancient times. I'm just picking a very tiny bit of it, because we're already going to be over an hour just without my content, so... (laughs) Anyway... Again, this doesn't cover everything, everything except that sex work was going on all over the world in various forms, and this is just a tiny bit of it. So, one of the earliest records of organized sex work can be traced back to ancient Sumeria. Ooh, Sumeria. Which was around 4,000 years ago. That was your fault. Scrappy! Which was around 4,000 years ago, which was approximately 2,000 BCE. And just a reminder, BCE, before Common Era, somewhere just BC. Before Christ even. Yes. Yeah. Before Common Era. Before Common Era. Used interchangeably with just BC, before Christ. But BCE could be before Christ even. Sure. It most definitely can be. I'm just kidding. Before Common Era. Yes. We know if you go back a few episodes, you learned it all. (laughs) I'm just kidding, I forgot. (laughs) In the ancient city of Uruk, there were temples. You know Uruk? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a great vacation spot. (laughs) I spent last spring there. No, you didn't. And it was to die for. It's gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These temples... These temples were run by Sumerian priests, of course, run by the men, dedicated to the goddess Ishtar, where priestesses engaged in sacred sex work. Do you know who goddess do? Uh, goddess. Yep. Do you know, or are you familiar with the goddess Ishtar? Okay. So, do you want to hear a little bit about Ishtar? Yeah. Okay. So, Ishtar was called the Queen of Heaven by the people of ancient Mesopotamia, and she was their most famous female deity. Did you want me to react? I did, but I was not. Trying, no, fine. I was trying to let you keep going. <laughs> she wasn't going to interrupt that time, and I was preparing for it. Okay. Anyway, so this multifaceted goddess takes three paramount forms. She's known as the goddess of love, sexuality, and fertility, 
responsible for all life, but she's never the mother goddess. Mm -hmm. Her second form, she is known as the goddess of war and is often shown winged and bearing her arms. And her third aspect is celestial. She is the planet Venus, the morning and the evening star. Oh, we love her. Yeah, so she's described as taking many lovers also. Love her. Get it, girl. In, in some myths, though, she controls thunderstorms and rains, and she rages war in the divine world. I think it's me. I thought it was me. No, my my mom called me Princess Groundhog, and then it's probably me. Wow. Which means the Eureka. Okay. We're cutting that out. <laughs> Because of her multiple aspects and powers, Ishtar is a complex Ishtar is a complex and somewhat confusing figure today because scholars suggest that her contradictory forces embody a paradox. So we have sex and we have violence. You have fertility and then you have death. You have beauty and then you have terror, centrality, marginality, order, and chaos. Mm hmm They're like, so. no, you can't. Well, they're just like, that's weird. That's confusing. Why? I don't know. It's like a Libra, you have to be a balance. Yeah, that's true. Or Gemini, both things. Two-faced, two sides. Is that why Libra is in Gemini? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, I'm a Scorpio, so. <laughs> I was confused why you said Gemini, but then I understood because we were. Because I know what, some the of the things. Yeah. I know, I thought you were. Not just my own. Yeah. I know a tiny bit. I know it not much. So, yeah. Interesting. What's her name again? Ishtar. Ishtar. It's I-S-H-T-A-R. There should be pictures like, of her. Like, she's taking a selfie in that one. So. You told me I couldn't look at the pictures. Oh, okay. you have them below the pictures? You fucking told me to. Yeah, you know what? It's because you were looking at them before I start. Oh. But now that I'm starting and I'm talking about things, you should be looking really? at the pictures. That is she drinks Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, she was pretty cool. But anyway, back to the priestesses. So, these women were believed to serve as intermediaries between the worshippers and the goddess. And their sexual services were considered a form of religious practice. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Doing it for God. God for God. Yeah. So... These, so like this kind of sexual work was known as sacred prostitution, temple prostitution, cult prostitution, and religious prostitution. Oh, and these that's so wild to think about. It's like how much it's changed. Yeah, because it's like religious prostitution. Mm -hmm. Like, well, and these temples were home to three classes of women. The first class was only permitted to perform sexual rituals inside the temple. The second class had access to the grounds and catered to visitors. And the third class was the lowest class that lived on the temple grounds and was also free to find customers on the streets. So they worked the streets? Yes. And the temple. Like everywhere. Hmm. So like the lowest class had the most area to cover, yeah. I guess, if that's how you want to think about it. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, you had to do it. Like, you, were you married or anything? Not everyone was there by choice. No. Okay. So, I'm not going to get too far into that. No, that's fine. But, yeah. So, there were different situations, I suppose. 
compared to why they would be there. But similarly, in ancient Greece, there were sacred temples in the city of Corinth. Corinth played a central role in influencing Greek culture due to its location because they were located between Athens and Sparta, which offers trade by land and sea, which makes it way more wealthy than the other cities. Mm-hmm. And Corinth is also where the goddess Aphrodite was born. So you have another religious aspect to that. Everyone knows who Aphrodite is. She's the goddess of love, fertility, beauty. Um, so you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to get into hers. But the Corinth's temples are known as the most socially accepting of prostitution. And the temple was dedicated to Aphrodite. And once one time they had acquired more than 1,000 prostitutes. So they said. So like and it was written somewhere. Customers. I don't know. But some don't believe that because they don't think it could hold that many people. Imagine the stench of that temple. Well, yeah. 1,000. And, and, well, and these services, they would gather just money to give to their deity. So, like... They didn't even get them. Like, they didn't get the money they were working for. It just right. goes to the deity. To the temple. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. And again, not everyone was there by choice. So many of the prostitutes were slaves purchased by wealthy Greeks. And they were dedicated to the temples as a form of religious offering. How lovely of them. Yeah. Anyway. A nice dedication. So even though it stinks probably, there were areas of the temple dedicated to bathing after yep. sex. Go back to our ancient hygiene. Yeah. The bathhouses were not clean. Mm-hmm. But there was a law that everyone involved in the act had to bathe afterwards if it was during the day. That was the law. If it was at night... Bathing wasn't required. Day and night, I guess. So well, the big bathhouse in the daytime and then yeah. the nighttime, you just don't. Yeah, you just don't. You just go home, sleep it off. <laughs> yeah, Ew. I know. So by law, you had to you had to bathe during the day. I think because they saw the day as more pure. Yeah, and so it was all religious based. <laughs> but yeah, because I'm sure like. For those that did at night, they could just go to a local bathhouse on their way home. But like this, you had to bathe there during the day. So, so it's probably more religious based than we're thinking it is. But yeah. And the temple prostitutes, they had fees that estimated around a thousand drops. Drachmas isn't a thing anymore. I know. It was replaced by the euro. But so is it like, what? Is... A thousand of them would be about like three dollars. <laughs> Which I guess back then would be like a lot of money. I guess. I couldn't convert it. Mm. <laughs> and they, they also did have rituals that prostitutes participate in that were considered more cultic than the others, so that involved saying prayers and burning incense. But they weren't all like that. And now, do you know, like, was this just, like, straight intercourse, or was it, like, all sexual acts? Like, they did all kinds of freaky stuff. Okay. There's art. Look it up. Okay. To the listeners. No, No. like, just (laughs) two. I was like, I wasn't going to be you could look it up later. Yeah. I didn't go through any of the Bear Raven, but as far as pictures go through. You can look it up if you want to. Anyway. 
It's essential to note that while brothels and forms of sex work have existed throughout history, the modern concept of brothels as Zedicate establishes for commercialized sex work emerged in various cultures during different periods. So, like, things changed at different times in different places based on economy and society, just things like that. So, some countries would be more behind than the others. Which I feel like is why you see like Amsterdam and how accepting they are today is ahead of other countries. You know what I mean? Right. So some historians debate that sacred prostitution existed at all because of it being contradiction to popular belief that sex is not a sacred thing. So like they, you know, the whole just having sex out of web, out of marriage and things like that, like they, Back then, they don't believe they thought that it was a pure thing anyway, sex in general. So, like, some historians don't think that it even existed, sacred, sacred sex. So, what was it then for? Just a pleasure? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or, because I don't think you can deny that they existed at all, because they have all those paintings. Why else would they paint those? Right. So some historians are just trying to mm-hmm. say, like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. <coughs> but, like, I mean, why else would they paint those? You usually paint what you saw back then, what you experienced. So I think it happened. Me too. Now, I do want to get into some famous brothels specifically. So throughout history, several brothels have gained notoriety for various reasons. And I just kind of wanted to list a couple of them. And again, this is only a couple of them because we'd be here for hours if I went through every single brothel, popular one. Anyway, first one on my list is the Kit Kat Ranch. <coughs> and Sorry. I didn't have a ton of information on this one, but it was also known as the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. There should be pictures there. I was going to say Kit Kat Ranch. It has to be in Maine. <laughs> Funny you say that. It is located in Nevada. And it became widely known after it was featured on an HBO show called Cat House. I've never heard of that. Mm. But. Treat me like an angel. Yeah, I posted some pictures from, like, that they had out there. It doesn't look too classy. I don't really love the fact that they're, like, Kit Kat Ranch Brothel with, like, a kitty cat. And then under the next picture you have, under a neon sign that says Bunny Bar. Yeah. Well, aren't you a Kit Kat? You can't say kitty bar. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that part of the name came from. (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to know. (laughs) Just merely throwing out my (laughs) dislike for there. There's another one located, well, there's a lot located in Nevada, but another popular one is the Shady Lady Ranch. Shady Lady Ranch. Shady Lady. It became, <laughs> so this one is popular because it became the first legal brothel to offer services to female customers as well as male customers. Highway 95. So they would hire male prostitutes as well. Damn. Huh. Yeah. Shady Lady Ranch. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into a cooler one. So we have the Red Light District of Storyville. What is one of the most famous red light districts in the U.S. and is located in Storyville, which is a historic region of New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Wait, so it's legal here? No. Oh. This was not current. Oh, okay. Oh, I see the in the photo it says post nineteen seventeen. So prostitution was effectively effectively legal and the district operated from eighteen ninety seven to nineteen seventeen. So like, you know, things like this were illegal back then. Mm-hmm. Most places now it's not. But from eighteen ninety seven to nineteen 19- 1897 to 1917, this brothel was running called the, well, in the, not brothel, but the district itself. So the district was created after the city council adopted an ordinance in January of 1897, limiting brothels, saloons, and other businesses of, you know, loose morals <laughs> to a prescribed area because the neighbors were kind of like, we don't want this around here. It should be in its own place. Okay. So they agreed after all the public protesting and things like that, and they decided to make it its own district, move it over somewhere else. And the houses throughout the area included everything from cheap 25-cent brothels to extremely elegant establishments. So you have your bottom shelf and top shelf. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Damn. And story so Storyville gets its name also because of um, the person who I don't have his name written down. Uh, his middle name was Sydney. That's all I remember now. His last name was Storyville, and like they were kind of annoyed that they decided to make the place named after him because he was just trying to get it moved. And they were like, "We're going to name it after you." So he was just the person who was trying to move it. Yeah. And they just took his last name. I guess so. So there's not really a big story to the story. No, but he was just kind of like not he didn't happy want, with it. He didn't want to say anything? No. Now, when, but if it had it, history. nobody would remember him, though. Like, no one remembered him as well. Well, he is coming up now, but. Yeah. But I mean, he wasn't like totally okay with them or anything, you know? They just kind of used his name because he was the one that made the movement happen. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. He just was kind of like, oh, now my name's associated with a red light district. Cool. (laughs) I think it's cool. District Orlando. Yeah. But this district was famous, and it was known for its music and entertainment scene, and it attracted, like, famous jazz musicians and other artists at the time. It was known as the birthplace of jazz. Okay. And I saw even Babe Ruth went there. He was a patron. Oh, yeah. this is a nice historical fiction. <laughs> when the U.S. entered World War, World War I in 1917, the Army and the Navy issued orders prohibiting prostitution within the vicinity of military sites. So this is the thing you'll see throughout. And why most ended up being closed around this time was because of this order that they're like, you can't have this within so many miles of our military base because... And then they're, they're, you know, they're going to be over there and can't control themselves Mm -hmm. and we're losing our army. So they're like, you can't be this close, even though we just put this base here kind of thing. So unfortunately, that place was shut down because of that. And it's no longer. Next, we have the Lupinar of Pompeii. Have you heard of that at all? No. You've heard of Pompeii. Yeah. Okay, so that was the ancient Roman city that was buried under volcanic ash in 17... Nope. 
79 CE. The excavations that they did revealed a well-preserved brothel known as the Lupinar. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's L-U-P-A-N-A-R. I don't know how else I'd say it. I don't know either. So, Lupinar. It's actually, so the word Lupinar is actually the Latin word for brothel. I was just going to look up the uh-huh. definition of Lupinar. And it, the meaning behind that word is wolf den. And the Latin word for prostitute is lupin, which is part of lupinar, which means she-wolf. Really? I love that. I was, like, instantly thinking of, um... Oh, I thought of her Shakira. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought of her... It's immediately what I thought of was that song. It was the most famous brothel in the whole city, and it's... Of particular interest because of its erotic paintings that are on the walls, which I think I include some pictures. But the Lupinar has ten bedrooms, five downstairs and five upstairs. Like the cement thingy? Mm-hmm, those are rooms. It had, like, cement beds and then mattresses oh, on top of the, the cement. Design. No, okay. Mm-hmm. And as you enter the rooms is where you'll see paintings depicting several sexual positions. And these were likely decorative, but perhaps also designed for titillation or as pictorial menus of what they offer. I want that. Yep. Number nine, please. (laughs) Extra value, you No ma'am. I do like like the outside of the buildings. It's cool. Yeah. It is a really neat structure. But again, historians are mostly guessing at things, but I mean, what else do you think it would like so yeah, I mean, they're just guessing at what it would be, but when you look at the artwork and all the rooms, I mean, what do you think? I think it's a brothel, probably. I would say it's a brothel. I don't know what else you'd call that. And scholars suggest that this was the only dedicated brothel, like, for sacred sex, because of the layout of the rooms. And... I'm just like, how do you argue that? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. It's all just, yeah. I don't know. But given the population at the, likely at the time, which was about 10,000 during the first century of CE, Pompeii had one brothel for every 286 people. 286? Mm -hmm. That's still like a decent amount. Yeah. It's not a thousand, though. No. But about like 10,000 people, when you picture one brothel for every 286 feet person, there's a brothel. And it was compared to a similar ratio of pubs to people in Ireland counties. What? Some of them. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Pompeii. Similar ratio of pubs to people mm-hmm. in certain counties of Ireland. Wait, you said one brothel per 286 people. Oh and there's 10,000-ish people. The red light district of Amsterdam is in the Netherlands and it has a long history of prostitution going back like 800 years. And the area is famous for, obviously, it's red lights, which is its windows where the sex workers stand like in the windows 
with the red lights behind them, and that's kind of where that comes from. Hmm. So if you look at a building, that's kind of what I have always. Thought. Yeah, there should be pictures there too. So if you see like the buildings, all the windows are lit up. So it's like you're window shopping, and they're like, "Well, did you ever? You've watched Beetlejuice, right?" Mm-hmm. And they did that scene in there as well on the model where he was like had the spikes coming out and, oh, yeah. and that's what it was you would see the girls posing anyway so that's what Amsterdam's famous for is their red lights and the red light district mm-hmm. and the actual girls who would pose in those windows it is like frowned upon to take pictures like some tourists will take pictures because it is highly an attraction toward yeah because it's <laughs> But yeah, it's frown upon to do pictures, so they don't really like you doing that. But it definitely crowds the area. and So do people just, like, stand in front of them, the windows, and just go? Yeah, they do. That's why I did, do you see the, the background I did? I even chose red for the yeah. documents, because I was like, I had my red lights on last night. We're in a red room. Red room. <laughs> and so actually the term red light district became shorthand for areas with high concentration of sex workers in the 19th century when brothel owners began to use red gas lights to discreetly alert potential customers of what their true business is hmm. so it wasn't like a more a modern name they used to use red gas lights as a specific signal so people would know that's a brothel. At times, it was illegal. It's gonna be dumb. What is a red gas light? Okay, probably a red lamp. That's what I was part like, like a, a gas light, like yeah, like normal. Oil. Okay, yeah, I couldn't get out of our like yeah this century. Where I, I didn't like, think about it, but I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's probably what it was. Okay, <laughs> probably that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the district has become a tourist attraction, and legality and regulation of prostitution in the Netherlands have made it really unique in why people go there. But sex work has always been present in this area, and not always legal. And it's always, but regardless, it's like always been the subject of of debate still, because it was initially accepted, but frowned upon. But then following the Dutch Revolt in 1578, new Protestant leadership in the Netherlands outlawed it entirely. So it was good, and then they're like, no. And then sex workers were forced to take their trade underground because of that. So they were hiding it all. And they were often represented by madams who operated brothels that were sort of disguised as different businesses like boarding houses. So that's, mm-hmm. And then they would use the red lights to be like, this hey, is an actual not. boarding house. Wow. Yeah. So it was good there, then it wasn't, and then it was good again because yeah, I never knew that it went back and forth mm-hmm. I just thought it was like yeah. it well, was always like that and never changed funny how they became legal again was Napoleon so which fun fact Napoleon every time I think of him now I think of ice cream Neapolitan because I forget who it was it might have been yeah, I won't name any names but someone kept calling that particular ice cream Napoleon instead of Neapolitan and now to me, it's just funny. Anyway, so when Napoleon came, his army came to Amsterdam in the 19th century, and his soldiers would frequent these underground brothels, and they would, you know, 
have fun. And so Napoleon was kind of like, well, to keep my troops happy, let's just lift the ban. Let's lift it. Let's make it legal again. It's fine. So Napoleon is who they had to thank, I guess, for it being legalized. And he also instituted health checks on the sex workers to make sure there weren't any venereal diseases affecting his men. So it came down to, like, benefiting him. Yeah. That's kind of how So it would have never came back to him. Right. And at that point, then, the brothels opened, or, sorry, operated openly until there was a new ban in 1911. Oh, my God. I know. Why? I don't know. But sex work itself remained legal, and workers began to use, like, curtain storefronts to subtly beckon potential customers, because what we think of the red district now with the windows and them posing in the red light, that's not what it was then. They just had, like, it was just a house, and they just turned on a red light so people would know, because it had to be discreet. Yeah, it was just, like, outside, Mm -hmm. like, your porch light or something. So now it's back to being illegal again. And they're sneaking into curtain storefronts to subtly beckon the customers to them to kind of call them over. Be like, hey, I think this is a brothel. Okay, the sex workers are going mm-hmm. into it. Okay. So, like, what we're kind of seeing now. Yeah. So, you see all these different ways of how they're trying to subtly keep yeah, keep the workers away. Mm-hmm. And now it just is like, I mean, it's legal today, so that's just. They were just stand is. right there. It's and marketing. They're all open and out there. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so it was banned again. So even though the industry still suffers from a lot of exploitation, sex workers are allowed to operate legally due to decriminalization, and it was made legal or was made a legal profession in two thousand. Like officially. That's so fairly new. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, there's so many other countries where it's been yeah so but in 2000 they made it they decriminalized it and it was made into an actual profession hmm. so now we're back to being on the good side again so yeah they flip-flopped a lot <laughs> but today workers are able to benefit from social programs that they would otherwise be excluded from if the trade were still classified as illegal i didn't get like government the, assistance but yes along those that's what i assumed loans mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, if it's illegal, I mean, you wouldn't be able to prove your work. Right. But now your income. you can. It's, like, a legit thing. So mm-hmm. sex work in the city is still the subject of debate of debate due to the high toll risk and attraction. And it's, like, people don't want to. I get it. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, mm-hmm. live somewhere and all of a sudden it's blowing up with tourism and you can't get with food. And I think some of the pictures I include, you can just see how busy the streets are. Yeah, they're packed. Mm-hmm. It's, like... <laughs> Midway at Greensburg on a Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> and because of the way that it is today, they even have visitor centers, like those called the Prostitution Center or Prostitution Information Center. Oh, I can see. So not just like Amsterdam visitor, like it's no. like prostitution specific visitor. Yeah. So like where you should go center. or what you should It's where be you can go for. to inquire about local tours, laws, information about the role of sex. Not sex, but sex work. Sorry, mm-hmm. in Instagram. But so well, think about it. some people coming from another country might uh-huh. be, go a little too far. Yeah, like, intimidating on them. But so it was actually founded by a former sex worker, 
Good. Yeah. Named Mariska Major, and the organization works to reduce the stigma around sex work. Mm-hmm. So it's actually like when I first read it, I'm like, really? I was just kind of like, they're really like creating like another a way for them to make money on this. Yeah, but it's probably out of the respect for the work. It sounds. It is. Yeah. But when I first read it, I thought the worst, you know. Yeah. And then I saw that who it was created by or who it was founded by. I'm like, that's really cool. So it reduces the stigma around sex work and provides assistance to the workers as well. Hmm. Yeah. But they also, so there's that, and then they also have institutions like the Museum of Prostitution and also the Sex Museum. Work truck business Amsterdam, expenses. here we come. The, 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 huh? the business money we don't have. <laughs> come on, Mom, a few more months of Patreon. We'll, we'll be ready. Next on my list is the Chicken Ranch Brothel. Which is located in the small town of Chicken Brothelage? Chicken Bacon Ranch? LaGrange, Texas, or LaGrange, Texas. This was around 1915. Miss Jessie Williams. You can't just do part of the name. Miss Jessie. That was so bad. I don't know how to do Williams in the next Me either. Thing. That's why I stopped too after. <laughs> I can do Jesse. That's it. Okay, so Miss Jesse Williams, Williams and Grace Coughlin, they purchased 11 acres of land on Rocky Creek Road and they opened a brothel. So they were partners in this business. Grace ended up falling in love, however, and she moved away with her husband and she sold her share of the business to Jesse for $1,200. Wow. I feel like it's a lot for 1915. Yeah. In the early years of operation, there was drinking and dancing that took place in the front parlor while the latest music would be playing throughout the brothel. And in 1919, there was a statewide prohibition amendment that was approved. And although no one really considered shutting the brothel down, the local sheriff was just kind of like, can you at least cut the drinking down? Cannot do that. This is prohibited right now. Can you just cut it down? Yeah. They're like, don't do that, really. You can still pay for sex and stuff, but that's maybe since wild. alcohol is illegal right now, maybe don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't talk. And Jessie, she was a madam, and she ruled the house with a firm hand. There was nothing exotic that was allowed. I don't know what she considers exotic, really. Defined. I think everyone has their own definitions of exotic. Yeah, for sure. So... None of the bedroom doors had locks. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And she would even walk up and down the hallways to make sure none of the customers gave her girls a hard time. <laughs> and if they did, she would chase them out with an iron rod. An iron rod? Yeah. Bad bitch. Yeah. So she would keep an eye on her girls and she'd be like, bad bitch. Yeah. That's what she said when she walked up and down the hallways. The chicken ranch, though, so it gained its name whenever the Great Depression hit. And it's kind of funny how it happened. So the house had plenty of clients, but with the Depression, time still grew harder. Income was harder to get. But to solve the problem, Jesse decided to begin the quote-unquote poultry standard of charging quote-unquote one chicken for one screw. Meaning like fuck. Yeah. So I'll trade you, you a chicken. You bring a chicken, mm-hmm. you can fuck. One of the girls. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, did I amend this? Yep. I figured out the date of Just this. Women. Yeah. So instead of money, it was chickens. I told you last time, let's go back to the trading yep. system. Soon. Maybe not in this manner. Yeah. 
But soon, chickens were everywhere. Like, all over the place. Imagine and that stench. Well. Getting pecked while your pecker is in someone. Oh. Getting your pecker pecked. Getting <laughs> your pecker pecked while you're pecking someone. <laughs> <laughs> Call it two for one. Oh okay, so because that became known as the chicken ranch, there like, was a lot of chickens at this place. Chicken, chicken bacon ranch. ranch. I want the I chicken know. bacon ranch. I didn't even like think about chicken bacon ranch. ranch until you said it. It's all I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm so, hungry though. That's a that's same problem. The meat and the eggs provided the household with plenty of food and extra income because um, she would also sell the chicken and the eggs. So. They would kind of make out. They'd be like, they'd get all these chickens, they'd feed themselves. What they have left, they were selling off and making money that way. Keep going. I'm content. I see that. The brothel, or the, the, the brothel, the brothel was even listed on the tax rolls as a poultry farm. So they got away with even like listing it legitimately <laughs> as a poultry farm. That's so it was like that was their front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not even really a front because it was just, it was during the, a depression. So they right. had to do what they had to do, and people just kind of ended up naming it after what they saw. What they saw was chickens. And it stuck. And, it stuck. and people chose to go to the chicken ranch brothel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird. And eventually there was a new map. A new madam who replaced Jessie. Her name was Edna Milton. Edna. Mm-hmm. She took mm-hmm. Jessie's place and she kind of picked up where she left off. So she continued her work of philanthropy by contributing to local organizations. So I'm like, yeah. Like what kind of organizations? Like churches. Oh. And like whoever would ask or accept a donation from a brothel. Yeah. So. And churches did? Maybe. The fucking Satanic churches. Oh, is it really satanic churches? Probably. No, churches will probably accept it. Yeah. Give me it's money. All, it's all about the money. Money, 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 Maybe money. I should, I should stop mm-hmm. on that. But <laughs> she would even make a sizable na- donation to the local hospital, too. So she was, she was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. But all go. Oh, Edna. This I, was Edna, not this was Edna. Okay. I mean, she picked up where Jesse left off. So they're, I mean, One. just doing good with what they have. But. All good things must come to an end. Oh, no. I know. So there was a reporter who wanted to make a name for himself, and he brought way too much media attention to the ranch in the 70s, and the governor was kind of like, this is too much attention. Shut her down. We're going to shut her down. Mm-hmm. But Fuck him. What was his name? Do you know? I didn't even put the... I didn't bother putting this up. Okay, I'm here. I was like, no. I was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> but... The place itself, it gained fame and notoriety. It inspired books, movies, and a Broadway musical. Wow. I know. Mm-hmm. And you can even still get souvenirs and memorabilia through an online gift shop. What do they look like? I didn't even look it up. Well, wait, is that... You said a little shop. Because what we... No, I don't like well, so in the late 70s, the business was purchased by two lawyers who moved it to Dallas, and they opened it as the Chicken Ranch Restaurant, and Miss Edna was the hostess. Yeah, we might need to go into, like, but a whole episode on this. I know. It is possible that at this point they moved to Nevada. Yes. Because we found a Chicken Ranch brothel in Nevada mm-hmm. that is saying 
that they were the ones from Lagrange. Yeah. Texas. So that's something I think maybe we'll, we can look into mm-hmm. later because I feel That's like what I said. Know. All these have so much to it. They have apparel and things out and bottles. <laughs> I think you can get a 2003 VIP club card where the West is still wild. Wow. Nice. So that was the end of my list for famous brothels. Now I have another list for you. What? There is a freshly laid shirt. <laughs> so their logo is like, looks like female legs coming out of like an egg with like high heels on. And it's this is freshly laid with like the eggs in a cart with the legs coming out of a carton. Is there like several of them? Yeah. Wow. Honestly, I love it. They could have do, did that way better. Though. So much better. Like, when you like, describe the it, concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, all this shit is, like, so below mids. Mm-hmm. But it's there. They just yeah. need better. They should make one. And it's, like, awfully on it. They can have this design. It's way better than yours, so. They can have this design just paired with this in one image. Mm-hmm. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was my list of famous some famous brothels. Now I kind of want to talk about some famous brothel madams. Yeah. Yeah. So these madams gained notoriety for their involvement in the sex industry. These women often ran successful and influential brothels, becoming prominent figures in their communities. And so I have a list of just a couple. Because again, there's so many and there's way more to their lives than what I included here. Because if I did, we'd be here a lot longer than we're already here. (laughs) Okay. So first on my list, I have Polly. Adler. Love the name Polly. She was one of nine siblings. Mm -hmm. And she was sent to America by her father at the age of 13 for a better life. She originally came from Belarus. Oh. So, do you know where Belarus is? I had to look it up. It's okay. I know it's in Europe, right? Yes, it's Eastern Europe. It's landlocked. It has. It is Eastern. mm -hmm. It's between Lithuania and Germany, Ukraine. Ukraine. Yep. Poland, Latvia, Latvia, yeah, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, Russia, Ukraine. So you know most landlocked places don't do well economically. So he sent her over here for a better life, and she ended up in Manhattan, and was running her first brothel by 1920 when she was 20 years old. Go girl! Yeah. It wasn't long before she was averaging $100 a week, which was probably a lot for 1920. And she had a teeny tiny arrest, but, you know, she learned from her mistakes and she became a pro. She learned to keep extremely detailed notes about all of her clients and their preferences. And she even learned how to weed out the undercover cops. And she started keeping her brothel open 24 hours a day. So her brothel was visited by both, like, criminals and celebrities. I'm looking at, like, all these old school pictures of Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. She was pretty cool. So some of the ones who frequented her places would be gangsters, such as Arnold the Brain Rothstein, Lucky Luciano, and Bugsy Siegel. And among others, there was rumors that she was visited by Vanderbilt, a Rockefeller, and even then-governor... Franklin D. Roosevelt. Whoa. He was visiting this brothel. Rumored. He was rumored, but yeah. 
And as money rolled in, she invested in more brothels and set up shop upscaling in upscale buildings across the city. So she was kind of, you know, expanding, upgrading. She was decorating them with themed rooms, like a bar inspired by King Tut's tomb. How cool. And I hate that the pictures are black and white. Because I want to see the room that's, or the bar that's King Tut's tomb. Wait, is that on there? I don't think so. It's hard to tell in some of those pictures because of the quality and how old they are and being black and white. I don't see a bar in this one. That's what I mean. This might not even be in the ones I picked. Oh, okay, okay. But in one of the, because she had several brothels. I just drew a couple pictures in there. Gotcha. But she had several and she would do different themes. And I don't know what all she did, but King Tut's tomb is a really cool theme. I think I want that to be my next birthday party theme. <laughs> Just she oh, also no, provided the absolute best hooch and food available. So she was like, I'm gonna cook this. Oh yeah. So that you know, illegal alcohol during the time yeah. she was like, here you go. I'm gonna give you the gonna highest the quality of everything. Provide the best. Mm-hmm. By nineteen twenty seven, she was pulling in an estimated sixty thousand dollars each year, which is about nine hundred thousand today. A year. Damn, I wish. <laughs> Her success was strong enough to withstand the initial blow of the stock market crash. And by 1930, so many women were coming to her for work that she was actually turning them away. She was turning away up, like, to, like, a 40, like, maybe more than 40 for every one that she hired. She was turning Isn't that a problem for her? Yeah. Eventually, New York vowed to clean itself up. (laughs) <laughs> become a little bit more respectable. Yeah, they did that, definitely. Mm-hmm. So she was frequently investigated and arrested, and eventually she was shut down. So is that that arrest yes. picture? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She moved, decided to move. <laughs> Scrappy. She, she decided to move out west after this to California, where she finally graduated high school at the age of 45. Yeah. And she wrote a memoir titled A House is Not a Home which became a bestseller and provided insights into her life and experiences. I was hoping you'd say what book that was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I bet you that's a really cool reading book. Because, like, this, too, would be a really cool on its own. Like, this one? Mm-hmm. Like, all of these are so mm-hmm. interesting. And I left so much out because there's a lot to them. Next on my list, I have Lulu White. She was the most famed madam in the Storyville district. So that's what I mentioned earlier in New Orleans. She was a famed madam there. She was known as the Diamond Queen of the Demigod. The Diamond Queen. For her love of extravagant jewelry. Oh. Her early life is a bit of a mystery, but she That's was. a bad bitch. Yeah. She was confirmed to be born in Selma, Alabama in 1868. But over the course of her life, she named Cuba, Alabama, and Jamaica as birthplaces. So, like, no one, I don't know. She named all of those as birthplaces? I don't know. She was just, like. Kind of. Maybe, or just fucking with people. Yeah, like maybe for relationship reasons too. Like I'm just gonna fuck. Yeah, maybe. She began her career as a sex worker around 1888, creating pornographic images and prostitution. And in 1897, she established her own brothel called Mahogany Hall in the Storyville district. Mm -hmm. It's known for its lavish accommodations and expensive rates. Oh, so. Yeah. 
and but throughout this, she amassed a lengthy rap sheet during her career for running a body house or body. So B A W D Y. It's another name for it. It's like body, I guess. Body house. Also bootlegging. She's still going. And attempted murder. So I Oh my god. I know. I didn't but again, if you I didn't look into it because you know, whatever. Much. But I would imagine someone was not being nice to one of the girls and things got things escalated. Or self defense. Like a lot of murders back then were self defense, but when it was women, they were like it was a murder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, men just kind of were like, whatever. But, anyway. So, she was, she kind of had a rap sheet for all those things. But she only ended up serving time in 1918 for violating the Draft Act, which was that one mentioned earlier with the military base. You can't have been. Oh, 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 in the. But yeah. Don't they, like, pretty much still do that, though? Probably. I'm pretty well, sure. Like, bars they, and stuff? They, like, try and bring women in, in a sense keep them testosterone levels. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to That's gross. I've just like heard that they try to but I'm sure it's changing now because they don't know that probably. But when she did violate that rule, she was sentenced to a year and a day. However, President Woodrow Wilson a year and a day. What the fuck? A year and a day. How do you calculate that? However, President Woodrow Wilson decided to be like, nah, after three months that she served and after she was released, she went back to sex work and running her brothels until she died in 1931. Look at Olivia Wilson, like, I know, she's like, I don't know. You know he went there then, prior to that. Anyway, next on my list, let me see, is that my last one? I have three more. <laughs> okay. Next is the Everly sisters. So sister Ada and Minna Everly, or Mina Everly. There should be pictures of them too. Operated the Everly Club, which was a luxurious and exclusive brothel in Chicago during the early 20th, 20th century. The Everly Club was considered one of the most famous brothels in the United States at that time. What year did you say this was? I just said early 20th century. Oh, okay. So it would have been like 20s or before uh-huh. okay it looks very yeah so they each had they each were married and their marriages failed for each of them each of the sisters and they became actresses instead in a traveling company and but in 1898 they both kind of came into a legacy of about $35,000 I didn't see where it came from if it was like family that died or they married again and they died or something but they came across money and they decided to open a high-class brothel in Omaha, Nebraska, where the, and this is where the Trans-Mississippi Expedition kind of occurred, which is like, it was one of those like world fairs or world's fair where they always showcase like development of like the land and technology and science and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they had this huge fair every year and because of where they were located, shit ton of customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In less than two years, they doubled their investment and bought out another brothel that was in Chicago. They redecorated it and opened what they called then the Everly Club. So this is where the Everly Club actually became. 
and in the words of a Chicago Vice Commission, it was probably the most famous and luxurious house of prostitution in the country. Wow, that is a statement. Mm -hmm. The club was furnished with tapestries, oriental rugs, statuary, gold-framed nude paintings, a library filled with expensively bound volumes, a music parlor featuring a $15,000 gold-leaf piano. Yeah, I actually have it in my house now. They're my aunt's. A dozen themed downstairs parlors. So all of them were themed, such as the silver parlor, the gold parlor, the rose parlor, or the Japanese throne room. Do you know, like, what? And that was just themed in a sense of the the walls and the... I assume, yeah, everything is matching stuff. and there's colors and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Except the Japanese throne room. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see that, though. Yeah. Like, um, throne is throwing me. Yeah. And then what is that? What's that look like? Mm-hmm. And all of these catered to groups, whereas more private encounters took place also in the luxurious area in upstairs chambers. So they kind of... So they did, like, orgies. Well... Is that what you mean by you catered to groups? I think more socially. I don't think they were mm-hmm. out there doing that. So, you know, there was drinking and dancing and just kind of like okay. flirting and probably kissing. I can't imagine they actually, like... Went too far. Maybe later in the mm-hmm. evening. But the dining room provided dinners as well. So they had a dining room and they would have food featuring caviar, oysters, duck, and lobster. Fancy. I don't know. Okay. Because I, I was like, what, what is I don't that? know what it is. Captain. No, we can cut that out. I'm just curious. I thought you were going to tell me. No, I decided not to. I backed out last second. Oh, it's like a, it's a chicken. It's a male chicken. Why don't they just say chicken? It is a male, Cap'n is a male chicken that has been castrated or neutered, either physically or chemically, to improve the quality of its flesh for food. In some countries, it's been fattened by forced feeding. Yeah, I like it. This place also catered to important politicians, occasional European nobles, or even royalty. So I didn't, If I mean, if you want to look up the conversion, feel free. But at the time, it was $10 for admission, $12 for a bottle of wine. That's expensive now. $50 for dinner. It's also expensive now. $25 for supper, which I assume when they say supper here they mean like a lunch mm. right yeah because they don't use it like how we yeah and it's also fifty dollars for an evening with one of the carefully chosen and trained hostesses it's as much for a dinner as it is to be with but yeah but when you think about it, they're probably doing all of these there's the admission what fee is this again? In this they got it in 1898 that's when they got yeah. the money Mm-hmm. So should we use that, or should we use... Let's use, like, 1890. Well, less than two years, so 1891. I mean, no. What did I say? 1899. 1900. Let's do 1900? Yes. Okay. Goodness. So let's do a $50. $50. Yeah. $50 in 1900 is equivalent in purchasing power... 
to about $1,860.13 today. That is insane. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's just, so for dinner and for an evening to watch me post is, 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 is. Yeah. You're spending like. Double that. You're spending double that. Double <laughs> 50. It's more than quadruple. <laughs> this is just shy of two grand. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That's crazy. So anyway, pick one of those things. Your bottle of wine is four hundred and thirty grand. Well, just to get in is ten, which would be three hundred and sixty-three dollars and twenty-two cents. How does anybody afford that? I guess that's why it's politicians and nobles and royalty mm-hmm. and people are traveling. The most luxurious brothel mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Again, all good things must come to an end, though. So, eventually, a vice commission that was appointed in 1910 targeted the Everleys, and on orders from the mayor, the club was closed down in October of 1911. But the sisters retired with estimated $1 million in cash and $200,000 in jewelry. So, they were sitting pretty. They were sitting on... $36,322,500 $36,322,500 Maybe you should go off, open a Roth account. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think it would be as <laughs> where we live. Yeah. <laughs> I think we spend some time there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's forget about it. Next on my list, Belle Breezing or Brezing. Belle was an American madam known for running a successful brothel in Lexington, Kentucky during the late 19th century and early 20th century. She gained fame for her association with prominent politicians and other notable figures of the time. She did have a really rough early life, and I didn't get too much into it, but there was sexual abuse, there was young marriage, there was miscarriages and all kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she did start to work in a brothel at the age of 20. She was beautiful, charming, and experienced, and she quickly became a fan favorite with local bankers, politicians, and wealthy men. I was about to say, why just bankers? No, not just bankers. <laughs> bankers, politicians, and wealthy people. Oh, okay. That were in the horse racing community. <laughs> she was a horse girl. Well, like, after I wrote that, I was like, this just brought me back to the hobby horses again. Which we'll get into in another episode, but just be aware it's coming. (laughs) Fun fact, the brothel was the childhood home of First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln 40 years earlier. Was that childhood home? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like someone bought it or just the family? No, Mary Todd Lincoln was running the brothel now. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, no, she grew up, like... The first lady grew up there, but then it was sold. And okay, sold. I didn't know if it was like her family, and then she like built it and decided she wanted to do more. Maybe. We'll never know. Did you look it up? Nope. There's no way. <laughs> no way of knowing. <laughs> that might have been what happened, but you know. did you look it up? She says no. I fucking made it up. <laughs> Anyway, no one heard my clank, clank, clank. 
Later, Belle decided she wanted to get into management and open her own brothel at that time. So in 1881, she rented row houses from 314 to 318. So four row houses with really townhomes. Mm -hmm. Four of them on North Upper Street. And she intended to make her establishment the grandest that Lexington has ever seen by traveling to Manhattan and Cincinnati to purchase elegant furnishings. I forgot we were in Lexington. That... Makes sense, more sense with the horse shit. Oh, that's a <laughs> random thing. <laughs> Bell's body house, so you have, or Bodie, I don't know how to say it. Body. B-A-W-D-Y. How did you say it was spelled? It's B A W D Y. Okay. Body. But it sounds like I'm saying body, and I'm not. You know what I mean? Body. 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 Bell's Body House was so profitable Body. that she opened a second one by purchasing a house just a short walk from the row houses. And her new brothel was even more opulent and accommodating more working girls. So she purchased a house versus just having the townhomes. So she got rid of the townhomes? Nope. But she still has the townhomes. And has the house found. Yes. And she hired way more girls then as well. So the neighbors weren't particularly pleased with that purchase. And they believe that such establishments belonged in the red light district. So just like other places, that's how the red, you know. Was there a red light district in Lexington at this time? I think so. Okay. There's probably one everywhere Mm -hmm. at this time. And soon enough, the, they, like the town petitioned the city to shut all the houses down. Hmm. So, eventually, though, she met a man that would become her lifelong companion. And this was kind of during the same time that this is happening. So, she met a man that she stayed with the rest of her life who also had money, but then she also befriended a multimillionaire who was a newspaper publisher. And the publisher enjoyed hanging out with her so much and hanging out at her brothel, well, shut down, that when the citizens pushed her out, he purchased a home for her to continue her business. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And like her previous brothels, she pulled no stops when they came to decor. So she... So this is not her lifelong partner. This is just the millionaire. Her other... Yeah. Just I mean, friend. she her, her partner also had money, so I'm sure, like, she used that as well. But mm-hmm. this guy actually bought it for her. So she would go and buy exquisite Persian rugs, and each girl had her own private room. They also had the most excellent French champagnes that they imported over, and they just kind of, like, poured all the time. Everybody gets loved today. Yep. Like, just kind of free-flowing. Just Mm -hmm. But she also had strict rules for the ladies. There was no cursing, smoking, or drinking allowed in public. Well, I'm fucked. If they were on the first floor of the establishment, they were to dress in evening gowns that were provided by the madam, and they were not to advertise at all by sitting out on the porch or hanging out of the windows, beckoning them in. So they had to be kind of more modest. Mm -hmm. And she would often take them on shopping trips or out into town, and she expected them to dress modestly and to behave like ladies. So she wanted it to be, like, very behind-the-scenes work. Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she had rules for her clientele as well, not just the ladies. So they had to behave like gentlemen. 
So if they saw the ladies or anything like that, mm-hmm. and also when they were in there, mm-hmm. they had to. Yeah. I don't know if she had like bouncers, but like you need to have bouncers or brothels probably. Mm-hmm. So. Security is important. Mm-hmm. Over time, though, the brothel became more than just what it was. It kind of provided a sanctuary where men could mingle with women who were far more interesting and attractive than they could find on their own. <laughs> For real? That's so but weird, Isn't though. that like... Wait, say that again. So... Some of the men that went there wasn't even for paying for sex. It was just because it gave them an opportunity to talk to attractive smarter, women. more attractive women that they wouldn't be able to get so otherwise. Like losers. Yeah, probably ugly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but they would they would pay for that, or they mm-hmm. would just go and hang out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because hmm. most of those places again had admission fees. Mm-hmm. So. So, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but often the men would remain on the first floor to fraternize and drink, but never actually go upstairs with the lady. If they did, it was completely confidential, and they would kind of discuss it, like, in the back rooms, like, it was really quiet. And if Belle would see any of her patrons later in public, she would, like, she'd pretend she wouldn't know them. Right. She's also saving, like, her her butt in business, Mm -hmm. right, from that? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people would get in trouble if she was like, hey, it's not Tuesday night. Come on with Marie. Yeah. When he's walking with his wife and kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Belle was a madam, not a pimp. So the women who worked kept the money that they earned. She would only like take out a cut for clothing allowances if needed or laundry, but never for like the services. So, I respect that. Mm-hmm. She also had a liquor license. So men would pay many times over her cost for a drink in conversation. So, like, where she wasn't getting money from the girls, she was making up for it by the drinks the drinks, and charging an insane amount of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every day she would bring back tons of cash to the bank, and those that previously wouldn't even talk to her because of her, you know, her reputation yeah, and everything, right. now they were pretty much tripping over themselves to wait on her, but still they didn't want to be, like, associated publicly but they were still like they respected her and how she ran her business and just how popular it was and the people that would go there so like people knew but it was just like super down though Mm -hmm. she just kept herself so professional yeah by the book Mm -hmm. behind the book kind of yeah exactly one time there was a fire that destroyed a local hospital and Belle so sweet she rushed to replace all the bed linens in the hospital However, when the nurses discovered that Belle was the benefactor, they returned all the gifts. Because they didn't agree mm-hmm. with where the money came from. I'm like, dude, you just As caught you fire. go back how many years ago that we just learned that it was, like, religious, mm-hmm. like, what is this, spiritual thing. Yeah. It's wild. I know. It was, it's crazy. When there was a local pros- prostitute that was savagely murdered, Belle alone paid for her a proper burial for her. Yeah, so in 1895, there was a fire that swept through Belle's attic, and most people thought that this would end her career, but instead she decided to expand it and added the third floor. Yeah, to her best name, love her. <laughs> Go Belle. I am curious how the fire started, though, if it wasn't 
already being used, maybe. Mm-hmm. Unless it was, it just was an attic, though, and not like a sort of like an actual third level for. Yeah, it probably was just like this mm-hmm. little. But maybe people still used it. Mm-hmm. And then someone knocked over a lamp. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's lucky it like, ruins her whole business, though. Yeah, mine was sitting in the car. <laughs> I got wrong time. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. What? You didn't know anything that I just said. No. Or I'm mercy, there's a fire. What's it from? Anybody got time for that? Anybody got time for that? Oh, that part. Anybody got time for that? I don't remember the rest of it. I got bronchitis. Huh. It was like YouTube, like it, it was like a news interview yeah. back in the day. No, it I, went viral on YouTube. I re- all I remember though is ain't nobody they, got time for that. But then That's they the made like remixes out of it, and they a lot of things after just like hmm. cut that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, I don't remember. At the end, I'll show you the video. I'm sure it'll bring back memories. <laughs> The temperance movement gained velocity, and in 1915, Lexington issued an ordinance to close the brothels. And at first, she operated legally, but then the army ordered her to shut down at the start of World War One again. The army ordered her. Yeah, so like a lot of these brothels are getting shut down because of stupid. Because they didn't want distractions. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Why else would they fucking care? Yeah, I know. It's my thought. Yeah. Is because, you know, they need their men. Don't distract them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go then, you know? Don't release their... So she decided just to kind of bow out, and she took her money and retired quietly. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's better than getting shut down, losing everything. Yeah. And-, and I have one more famous madam. I have Josephine Airy. So Josephine Airy was also known as Chicago Joe and operated a high-class brothel in Boot, Montana during the early 20th century. Her establishment attracted wealthy customers and gained notoriety for its lavish parties. Montana was not amongst the list of what I thought it was yeah. going to today. What was in Helena, Montana, which is the mm-hmm. center of one of the most profitable red light districts in the Old West. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Josephine Airy actually started out as Mary Welch, but she changed her name. So, I understand. Mary Welch was born in Ireland in 1844. But at 14, she emigrated with her family to New York and was put to work in a brutal sweatshop. And in those days, there were pretty much just two choices for uneducated women if they wanted to escape poverty. It was either marry somebody rich or go into prostitution. Those were like it. And to marry, she's like, that's the same thing. Drive or drive. So, but she was like, at least one of those offers freedom, independence mm-hmm. in a way. So I'm going to go with prostitution. Make your own money. Exactly. So at 18, she moved to Chicago, and she got into sex work and worked under the name of Josephine Airy. And then there was a gold rush that hit out west, so she saw a business opportunity because the men out there were like, there's a real lack, a real shortage of professional women in this territory. We don't have enough. And we're out here mining, we're working long hours, and, you know, we need women. So this kind of made it through the grapevine. She was like, all right. I see an opportunity here to make some money. So I'm going to move out west. And um, she ended up purchasing a log cabin. Which I'm trying to picture a broth on a log cabin. I can't. I don't know why. What year was this again? This was... No, like around like 
beginning of 1900, yeah. the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still, I'm not picturing a cat. <laughs> it's wild. And she bought it for $375. Steal. Yes. And she hired girls and musicians and opened what then became known as the Hurdy Gurdy House. No. Hurdy Gurdy. Well, no, the Hurdy Gurdy. Yeah. In this area, the main clientele there were the miners, so their wages were high and their hours were long, but the mining season itself was pretty short. But they would stay out there the whole year? The season. Whatever season gold mining takes place. Well, you said it was short, so I didn't know if they just, like, hustled in that not season time, like, they just, like, moved out there. But you wouldn't know that, because that wasn't part of the reason. Exactly. So Josephine's business model was simple for this. She wanted to extract as much money as possible from these men in the short time that they were there. (laughs) The customers that went to this establishment were charged $1 for a dance with the girls, and they were pressured while they were there to purchase vastly overpriced drinks. If they wanted any more from the girls, arrangements were worked out in the back rooms. Mm -hmm. And business kind of started to take off for Josephine at this point. It was booming. And she became known as Chicago Joe. I guess, I don't know, honestly, where the name comes from. Just because it's where she came from. Like, Chicago? Yep. <laughs> I would but, think like, so. I don't know. And then Josephine Joe. Yeah, but it's just kind of lame. But anyway. They had nicknames for everybody. They did. And she had a reputation as being a shrewd businesswoman and a fair employer. Which is good. Yeah, it's going to earn some, some bad respect. Yeah. No, for sure. It's going to are going to respect you as a person I guess. Maybe not for the business that you're running but at least that you run it well and you're a good person I guess. But in 1871 so yeah I guess we're in the 1870s now. There were several fires that destroyed her rival's businesses so this was kind of good for her because it didn't affect her and then like a week later there was the Great Chicago Fire. She had brothels you know in different places so Montana, Chicago. And there was a great Chicago fire that took out the insurance companies that insured her rival's businesses. Oh so, God. like, their places burned down. Their insurance company or the companies that insured them also burned down. So she was, like, unaffected by it because it just didn't touch her, which is kind of fishy. But anyway. It's a little fishy. She was just kind of like, well, here's another opportunity for me to expand. So she expanded and made even more money. And then at this point, her customer base included lawyers and legislators who, unlike the Myers, worked all year round. Mm. So she had constant income. Yeah, steady. Mm-hmm. And she became known as a prominent local philanthropist also. So you see a lot of that in some of the madams. They're kind of like... They actually care about They put the money back community. into their community. Yeah. Which is nice to see. So I don't know mm-hmm. how you about that. But anyway. She also became a society hostess. I think it's just like... You're hosting social parties, right? Maybe. Yeah. It sounds kind of like, seems like some, like, like gala. Him. Yeah. And, yeah, social events mm-hmm. and stuff. So she hosts those. And by the mid-1880s, the city of Helena was thriving. And in a town less than 10,000 people, there were more than 50 millionaires living there. What shit? At the time. Yeah. That's wild. So if you're getting those kinds of clients, too... They're going to make up pretty well. Great money. Mm-hmm. In 1886, she was charged with running an illegal brothel, but she was able to hire one of the territory's sharpest lawyers who had her acquitted on a technicality. Wow. I didn't get into the technicality. I forget That's what fair. it is now. But anyway, t- 
times at this point were changing and Helena was becoming more respectful. So you see that a lot throughout, you know, the brothels and the mounds that I covered where mm-hmm. they're getting kicked out, they're getting pushed out, they're getting shut down because the cities are becoming a more respectful place to live and they don't want that kind of image or whatever. Stupid. So the rules are starting to change again. Josephine's greatest triumph came when she opened the Coliseum Variety Theater, and despite its opposition from conservative religious groups, it was ended up being a surprise family favorite with everybody because it had these lavish boxes, comfortable seats, top acts, and discreet alcohol service. So it was like a theater mm-hmm. front, at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they still tried to, I don't know, kind of shut it down, but... People in town really, really like the place, which, I mean, there's well, nothing, not a lot to do anyway. Right. So when you have an actual theater, whatever, plus they're discreetly selling alcohol when it's not legal, so win-win. But unfortunately, she lost most of her properties in the economic panic of 1893. Oh, sad. I know. But she ended up keeping the Coliseum for a while. However, she wasn't able to, like pay for the top acts that she was getting before. She was getting some really big names there, and she was getting a lot of big names to visit there. But she couldn't afford that anymore, and the audiences just kind of tapered off and stopped showing up. Then she died, so. When did she die? Mm, 1899. She passed away of pneumonia at 55 years old. That's so young. Yeah, because the rest of the Madams lived, like, 70s, 80s, retired kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So those were a few of the madams. There were, were a shit ton to choose from, and I had more in here that I had to delete this morning because I'm like, there's too many. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. We would have been here forever. Yeah. So but that's good. Good job. Thanks. There was a lot of different things in here, and I just, it was really cool to learn about, but it's hard to fit it all into an episode. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of just tried to skim it. Yeah, as best as I can. I liked it. So I hope it was a fun one, even though it's not always fun to work in a brothel. <laughs> Julia can attest to that. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs> anyway, that was it. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, maybe I'll do another one in the future related to brothels or sex work. Let us know. Or what else? So yeah, please let us know. And like the comments or email mm-hmm. us. Rate and review wherever you're listening to it. You know, give us some mm-hmm. feedback. Don't forget to, do you have anything that you want to talk about before we sign off? For the oh, community? I did put a picture of a duck penis in the drive. Ooh. Go to the photo, your photo thingy. It's the first two photos. Okay, let me pull that up here. You're going to be shook. Gosh. I always shook, shook us. I have too many tabs open. It's the problem. Hold on. What? Yeah. My life was ruined after I saw it. Is this? Not going to even describe it. If you want to see it, go see it. Just type in duck penis. That's not real. What? No, it is. And you should see the reproductive system of a female duck. Because it goes like all up in. Are we going to have to do an episode on No, I'm not. Ducks? I'm not touching that subject. But anyway, Why does it look like Should that? we do our outro? I'm going to have nightmares from this, but yes. Okay. I told you, it's terrifying. Don't forget to rate and review. Please go follow our social media sites. We have our Instagram at UAQPod. We have our Facebook page at Unprofessionals Asking Questions. 
We also have an email that you can send us emails on. <laughs> it is uaqpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to visit our website. You can submit questions, topic recommendations there as well. That's uaqpod.com. And we recently set up a Patreon page at patreon.com slash uaq where you can donate. And there's three tiers to choose from. So we'd really appreciate it. And there's a link in our social um, yes. bios to the Patreon mm-hmm. if you don't on the want Facebook to save yourself page and on the Instagram page. There are links that can go straight to the Patreon mm-hmm. page. So please donate. We'd really appreciate it. Just helps us to put money back into the podcast. And give you a better experience. It. And maybe you'll get stickers. Yay. Yay. Have Thank a good you. day. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 B